This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. go, go. This is what I got to say. You know, Nick, when I think about uh, cool people, I think of you. Thanks, man. As not one of them. Ah, oh, oh, shit. Gotcha. <laughs> you did. I, I don't care. First time I heard this song was at a conference in Nova Scotia. Yeah. The kids were jumping around. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is, um, this is Charlie. This is, uh, I, this is Charlie XCX. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't, don't care. I don't care about that song. If I ever hear it ever again, yeah. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother I think people tune in just to see what song we'll play. I think they probably do because it's got, it can't be the content. It's not the content. No. All right, so welcome back to another episode of The Authentic Entrepreneur. I'm Stu Saunders. And I am Nick Foley, the better half of this duo, dynamic duo. Yeah. That's kind of a creepy way that I said that. I was like, mm-hmm. the dynamic duo, like a creeper. It was kind of weird. Yeah, that kind of that weird voice you hear like in a bad movie. Yeah, it's like, hey. A movie that Mikey would make, hey. a horror movie, like a creepy horror movie. I was noticing his shirt, Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th Part 2, Friday the 13th Part 3, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, You'd think that would be the end, but it's not. It's Friday the 13th, part four, major beginning. Friday the 13th. Jason lives. Jason lives. Friday the 13th, what? Seven is the new blood. Seven is the new blood. Friday the 13th. Oh my God, I know it's Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. And what's the final Friday the 13th? Jason goes to hell. Jason goes. Oh, that's not the final, folks. No, because there's Jason X. That was in space. Jason X. And then there's Freddy versus Jason. Who won? What do you mean? There's no, no like they both died or they both lived. This uh, is a big spoiler alert. I don't. If you're watching that, and like how many years ago was that made? 2003. Yeah. Well, then you're you're the you're, last one. Like the final one they made was 2003. Uh, oh no, sorry. Freddy vs. Jason was 2003. Uh, the, the remake was 2009. They remade it. They remade a, a movie Freddy they made in 2003. Jason. It was Sam from Supernatural. He was Freddy. No, he was he was a character in the Friday the Thirteenth movie. Jason. Uh, I'm already I'm already lost. Let's move on. If you'd like to ask Mikey more questions about Epic Cinema, please connect with him at Mike at Mike at YLC.com, Right? Yeah. yeah. I know I know it's not Mikey, but I made Mike before I really knew he wanted to be called Mikey. Fair enough. And I, I apologize, Mikey. I, I made everybody go down that rabbit hole. I just, I noticed your shirt and there's a lot to it. But I still, I'm still perplexed on the draw. Well, we just did a review of movies with Mikey on, so we should do some more reviewing. Like, why don't we today on this episode of The Authentic Entrepreneurs review the event called Epic? I think we should. I think that's a great idea. And bring in a wonderful guest. Yeah, to, I think we need uh, to have a coach, like a, like a play-by-play analyst of awesomeness. Anyone you know? The one and only Alan Stein. Ooh, I think that'd be a great addition to the show. Yeah, so uh, we're about to bring on Alan. So join us for a great review of the Epic event, the Epic Community event, which happened uh, from April 24th to the 27th in Vancouver, BC. And our faculty member, Alan Stein, Nick, and I will review the speakers and the event. All right, so I am I'm pumped, Nick. You're pumped? We're pumped? Very pumped. Because uh, as we just said, we have the man, the coach, the legend himself, Mr. Alan Stein, back on the podcast, our first return guest. Love it. Friend of the show. Wow. Friend of the show. I didn't know that. I'm very honored. It's yeah. great to reconnect with you guys. Yeah, and, and again, for the third time in less than six months, really. I think it's been, it's been pretty – actually, since September, four times in September. 
anytime you're in the uh, presence of greatness, you know the feeling, right, Alan? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, without question. No, every time I talk to you guys, I, I get inspired. I feel empowered. Yeah, we can make this a, a monthly or weekly thing if schedules allow. Yeah, perfect. 100%. Love it. Um, and the reason why we brought you on, as you know, is only because we value your opinion. We value your thoughts. Um, we really value the fact that you were part of Epic. You were part of the Epic event, the Epic community event that we happened just happened a, a couple of weeks ago in Vancouver. And it was a pretty special time. It was just pr pretty special, unique uh, four days. Um, and, you know, you were there from from before it started till after it finished. Um, and I think, you know, I, I remember you posted a picture on the day after in front of the mountains on the water in Vancouver, you know, and you said Vancouver or someone said Vancouver fits you well. And it really did. So, yeah. So we wanted uh, so Nick, you want to just start? Let me just start. Yeah. So well, I, what about your overview? Yeah. But I guess the simple question for you, my friend, is what's your overview on Epic? I mean, you were there for the entire four days. And so what are your thoughts? I mean, as a speaker, as a person who attended, what's, what's your thoughts? You know, that's one of the neat parts because I, I feel like I can answer it uh, from both ends. I mean, certainly I was very thankful for the opportunity to be able to present and to share uh, along with many of my colleagues. Uh, but I really enjoyed being a participant as well uh, and sitting there and watching every session and, and learning from everyone and, you know, uh, getting to really connect with the guests and, and make friends with them, many of which, you know, I've kept in close touch with uh, since. So it's it was fun to have both vantage points. As you guys can probably appreciate as as a professional speaker, we don't always get that opportunity uh, yeah. that more times we fly in, we do our song and dance and we leave. And at, at best, maybe catch a, a session before or a session after. Um, so to be able to really come and unwind, you know, for the full five, I mean, I was there almost six days uh, was absolutely remarkable. And uh, you really hit it on the head with with both the adjectives you just used. Uh, it was an incredibly unique and special experience. Uh, in every way, shape, or form. I mean, you know, even beginning with uh, a lot of the, the pre-work that went in well before any of us arrived, um, you know, I, I thought all of the communication with you guys and with Kara uh, was, was just immaculate and, you know, very much appreciated on my end. Um, and everything we did there uh, was first class. I mean, the, the accommodations were first class, the food was first class, uh, the schedule and agenda and, and, and goodie bag and books and, and everything that you guys put together uh, was done in a first class manner, but I could also tell it was done with care and with love and, and was very precise. I mean, I didn't notice anything there that was haphazard. Uh, I also believe you guys did a, just a phenomenal job in curating the group of people, uh, not just the speakers, uh, but the actual attendees and um, I mean, you're talking about coming from seven different uh, countries, you know, people from all over the world, all different ages, uh, just a, a wonderful breakdown of people. Uh, but everyone that was there for the same reason, which was, you know, to learn and to grow and to share and to increase connection with fellow human beings. Um, you know, it was really special for me because uh, even though a, a lot of those folks that were speaking, I know from our, our Facebook group, uh, only a couple of them had I ever seen you know, present live before. So to be able to finally see them in action was really cool. Uh, and then to see G Dr. James Rouse, who I had never met or was not familiar with before, uh, was really the icing on the cake of the whole thing. So uh, a very uh, heartfelt thank you to you guys for everything that you did. I thought it was it was flawless and certainly ready to, to block my calendar to come back next year, even if you don't need me to speak, just to come back as a participant and kind of hang out. Well, can I say two things? One thing is I have your shirt says respect on it, which I 
which I absolutely love. Um, I, I, I respect you, Alan, for the for for one of the simplest. It might seem simple, but it's so it's so true in my heart. Is that, you know, you sat in that room with the guests every day, all four days. You didn't leave. You didn't go and do other things. You like were 100% committed to that. And I think one of the pieces of feedback I got from a lot of the community members um, was that that they appreciated that that they felt like you just weren't this guy who came in and spoke and left and just took your paycheck and went on your way. That they felt that you really gave a crap about the event, the people there, and you also respected everybody else's time on stage. And you want and you know it was it was recipro reciprocal. Um, so that was pretty, the respect is I have a lot of respect for you and for doing that. Um, Thank you. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and the question I have for you is, um, what was, what was the, the one takeaway you took from the event that was, uh, not, not the non curriculum part and the non speaking part what was the one most valuable piece that wasn't from a speaker that you took out of the event? You know, probably the biggest one is is one that I've, I've come to this epiphany several different times, but for whatever reason, it never really stuck. And it, it stuck at the end of that. And that is uh, for me to, to put systems in place to drastically cut down the time I'm on my phone and the time I'm on social. Um, I mean, I, I did my very best uh, to not be on my phone uh, during Epic. Uh, and the only exception to that was uh, occasionally glance just to make sure there were no texts coming from home with anything wrong with my kids uh, and to take pictures of our you know of my colleagues that were speaking because I wanted to promote them and hype them up on social media because I'm I'm so proud of them and so thankful to to be in that fraternity so outside of that I was not on my phone very much for those four or five days and it felt great and and since then I've actually put some systems in place to, to drastically cut down the time I am on my phone uh, you know one of the ones that really cemented that was was dr. James Rouse and you know uh, the, the the links that he goes to hardly ever be on his phone and uh, you know as you all promised he's he's such a present connected just a just a wonderful human being so um, that's probably the biggest non-curriculum thing that I took uh, but from a curriculum standpoint, I mean, I had pages and pages and pages of notes. Uh, the other day, I actually went back through them and typed them up and reorganized them uh, to kind of get my second wind of looking at them. And man, th there were some real nuggets dropped. The speakers did just a, a remarkable job of, of sharing their best stuff. You know, it's interesting what I what I learned from from you, Alan, and, and just, you know, you know, we met briefly before and and um, you know, at the Speak and Spill event in Toronto, and you know, kind of knew each other a little bit, just being in the same uh, in the same group. But being able to connect with you in Vancouver, and you're there, and you know, I'm looking across the room, and you know, our tables were you know relatively close in proximity, and I'm I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, here's a guy who wrote the book, you know, how to level up, or how to you know how to how to make your game better, you know, like you know what I mean, like like here's the guy that gives people the advice. He's on stage. He's doing his thing. Like people are paying to watch him, you know, perform. And when he's not presenting, and when you're not writing the book, you're consistently making connections with people, and you're talking to people, but you're taking notes and constantly learning. And I thought for myself, I'm like, that's a really great lesson. Where it's like, you know, it would have been very easy for a lot of the presenters to go sit in the back of the room when the doors are closed, and you know, talk about other gigs and and things like that. But here you are, the guy who writes the book, the guy who you know who gets paid to travel all over North America to speak, you're there learning more. And then speaking to what you just said, you know, typing notes and bringing it to another level, 
You know what I mean? And and, and so I admire I just just that's just a, a caveat. I just admire that in you. And I mean, we're, we're fastly becoming becoming friends. But the question that I have for you, I got from Phil Jones on the Epic Community page. And I'm just wondering, I, I know that, you know, you have a lot of these systems and you talked about systems and getting off your phone. But other than like, you know, implementing systems, what in your life has um, has changed uh, in your world like since Epic? Like, so what is concrete that has changed since since Epic? So I'll give you an example just so I can set it up for you. I read that question um, by, by Phil the other day in our Epic Community Facebook group. And one of the things that I that I wrote immediately and I just was like from the heart, right? Like I just got to answer from the heart. And one of the things was that I wrote for me was I'm worthy. You know, I'm worthy of the successes that are in my life and I'm worthy. I'm accepting of it and I'm ready for it. You know, and I learned that from you. I learned that from, you know, Neen. I learned that from, you know, Amanda. I've learned that, well, I can't, you know, I can't go and say all 12, but I've learned something from all 12. And what I realized, the underlying theme through everybody had all kinds of different amazing themes was, you know, you are worthy of the great things that happen in your existence. And so for me, when I, when I read that from Phil, which I thought was a great question, was you know what has changed or what is yeah what has changed in your world since epic i mean it's only been a couple weeks you know i know you apply a lot of these principles but what is what has changed in your life do you feel like you're like okay this is this is this is what i'm going to take from it you know what I, I find really cool about epic was you know as the as the old adage goes that timing is everything and there were several of these different these mindsets and mental constructs and things that, that I've been inching towards and knew that I need to work on and knew that I needed to raise my game with. And then for whatever reason, being at Epic, just heighten those to another level. I mean, the first one, I already gave you an example. I mean, this was not the first time that I've had to look in the mirror and say, Alan, you should be on your phone less. You should be on social less. I've said that to myself numerous times prior to, uh, but there was something about being at Epic that really cemented that. You know, another one for me personally is uh, I have to learn uh, to play bigger, uh, play in bigger sandboxes and to go after uh, bigger goals and, and, and chase bigger dreams. And, and those are things, again, I've told myself that several times before, but there was something unique in the air at Epic that really cemented that, that, that I need to aim much higher and that if I don't reach those things, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But but much much you know it's it's in my best interest to try and play bigger and and surround myself continually surround myself with people you know that are ahead of where I am right now. And Epic cemented that. And and those are things that I've I've really tried to 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 step forward and lean into you know once Epic was over. And so far I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but. You know, I've generated some good momentum and, and momentum is everything. So, 100%. you know, uh, it's not so much where we are now, but, but where we're headed. And I, I just feel great. It was just such an uplifting experience. You know, for me, um, I, I have a fairly decent level of self-awareness. And I've always known that the two things that make me the happiest are pouring into other people and, and filling their buckets, but learning new things. And that's why Epic was a perfect intersection between those two, because I had an opportunity to share some things that I'm passionate about that I hope folks found helpful. But I was also to, like we said, take so many notes and learn from you guys and learn from the speakers. And, and, and that excites me. You know, when I learn something new, uh, a, a new perspective or a new way to teach something, I get so excited because I look forward to being able to then pass that forward to someone else. So the two things that bring me the most joy are, are very much interrelated. And every moment I was at Epic was one or the other. So it was incredibly fulfilling. And, you know, uh, I'm very thankful that I've had great mentors in my life. And most of the coaches that I've worked for that have coached at a high level 
have all been lifelong learners and they're the kinds of, uh, of people that were always taking notes and, and always learning. So I'm very thankful that seed was planted in me early uh, because it's, it's not even something I consciously think about. You know, if, if someone's gonna be on stage and I'm fortunate enough to listen, I'm gonna soak in everything I can and, and pay full attention and write down anything that, that will be of value to me or of value to the people that I serve. And there was no shortage of that with the incredible lineup of speakers you guys had. Yeah, our faculty was, uh, was pretty exceptional. Um, no question, you know, and I, I remember a quote that just to speak to what you just said uh, from a, a person uh, that I know fairly well, you just said, um, to double your income, triple your learning. I love that. To double your income, triple your, I love that. It was a great, it's a great quote. I've always tried to live by that too. So um, I thought we would kind of go by and talk about the, the, the team, the members of the team, the players in the team. Uh, and kind of go through what we each took from each one of the players. You okay with that, Nick? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And we'll go kind of like in order of, of how they rolled out at Epic, and that way we can kind of just give our own little uh, take, and we'll start with uh, the incredible Denise Jacobs, who I will say, when she left Epic, she shortly, like uh, just days later, jumped on a plane, flew to, I believe, Budapest? I could be wrong. Yeah. And, 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 and did a, uh, an impromptu replacement for... Uh, Brene Brown in front of thousands of people and she reached out to me and she said that uh, what she she was there all four days too like you were but she garnered the, the she the self uh, the self-esteem and she garnered the, uh, the, the just the ability to do that was because of coming to Epic she said, I, I don't think I could have done it had I not gone to Epic first I wouldn't have said yes to it so that's, that's a game super changer cool. for her so uh, Nick Denise Jacobs, give me give me uh, give me your takeaway. Well, I mean, your one we'll do one nugget per one nugget. First, like Denise, you know, like all the speakers was was fantastic and easy to listen to. But one of the things that she talked about when she said, you know, negative self talk is the barrier to success is the number one barrier to success. And I know she quoted that from from Sarah Blakely. But what I what I really liked from her talk is that you know she made us understand that you and again it goes back to me talking about you know banishing your inner, inner critic by taking action and understand that you are worthy and one of the things that i thought was so profound with denise is you know she's a wonderful speaker but when we did that exercise and i know you took part in it too alan um, when we did that exercise and she said whisper into someone's ear something that you wish you were told you know what i mean and just when I was whispering in people's ears, I got goosebumps. And then halfway around, when we all did it, and people were whispering in mine, I was on the yeah, I was on the brink of tears, like on the brink of tears. And I just felt like, you know, I felt like I was all those things after. You know, she broke down the walls with her talk and was kind of like, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. I think it was a brilliant call on the on Stu and Kara's part to put her first because it gave us that sense of like it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay. Here's how you're gonna. Here's some practical steps to banish your inner critic, but it's okay to be vulnerable. And what I thought, what I really took from that was um, understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable and that you are worthy of the good things that happen in your life. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, I thought she was wonderful in that capacity. Yeah. Alan, what do you, what'd you take? You know, I've met Denise in person a few times at some of our meetups and, and she's just such a, a breath of fresh air. But this was my first time getting to see her do her thing, which which was a real treat. Um, you know, you guys did a, a masterful job of putting her first because she was the perfect person to open everything up. Um, but but I know as you know, uh, as a speaker, that was probably challenging for her, knowing that that she had this lineup of people coming after her uh, and it was her job to set the tone yeah. for the rest of the, the three days and she did it. She did it brilliantly. Um, you know, I, I don't want to repeat what Nick said because he nailed it perfect. But yeah. uh, from a structural standpoint, I love 
how much engagement and interaction she got going right from the beginning and how many things were hands-on and got us up and moving. You know, that's so important for the first person that's setting the tone to do that because that allowed the rest of us to kind of get a temperature for the room and say, okay, how in are these guests? You know, are these people too cool for school? You know, are, are they too important and too stiff to be able to do the things that she's asking? And not a single one was. Everybody leaned into it and did everything that she asked to the best of their ability. Um, and and I thought that was great. She did an awesome job yeah. of setting the table. Uh, and then just from a personal standpoint, you know, I really like her and I really like her content. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, she was a rock star. I also like she said that one thing she took from the activity Nick was talking about, where you whispered into the ear what you wish you were you would, you had heard that everyone was feeling the same thing. So the, the commonality that we all share and what we need was nice to hear. Like we all, yeah, you're not alone. She made us feel that we weren't alone, which is great. Um, let's talk about Tamsin, the, the fashion, the fashionista Tamsin. Oh my gosh, Nick. Yeah. I mean like Tamsin Webster. Tamsin, wow. like what I learned from Tamsin and just a, like a practical approach and I won't always go first. I don't want to take, and I'll get you guys get a chance to go you first. But you have all your notes in front well, of Well, I know. And that's the thing. I have my notes and, and, um, I'm going to type them up now because I know that Alan did, so I got to type them up now too. But uh, if I can read my own writing, <laughs> like, but Tamsin, again for her delivery, um, you know, as a speaker, you know, you're always looking and seeing how people are are delivering and things of that nature, and what can you pick up and what can you learn. Everyone's got their own approach. Um, I thought that she had a, a very uh, like an unbelievable presence on stage, you know, and and a very. I felt like she was like many of you. Uh, she she had a great you know a great presence and had great energy and was just really easy to listen to because she's obviously an expert in her field. And I thought that that's one of the things that I that I took from her was a you know she has great energy and is an expert in her field knows exactly what she like what she's trying to get us to understand in the hour and a half that she had to to take it. So yeah, um, that was one of the things. And 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 the big the big note that I took was make people want to feel smart, capable, and good. And, you know, how are we making people feel that way? Smart, yeah. capable, and good. And, and I just, I thought her, her talk was, I mean, all the talks were wonderful, but I really, really resonated with that one. Yeah. Alan? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'll do my best not to repeat anything you said. The, the word I always think of with, with Tamsin, and I've seen her speak a couple times, and I actually uh, hired her to work with her one day to help me straighten out my content. Uh, so I think the world of her, she's just so polished. I mean, yeah. she's, she is a consummate professional. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, her, her ability to, you know, segue into the visuals she has on the slides, to being able to work the room, uh, to change her tone, her content is so on point. I mean, she's, she's the definition of what a professional speaker should aspire to be. She's, she's remarkable. Yeah, no question. I like, I like how she also, um, you know, she ties her red thread into, the whole, into the everything. And for me, it was, it was a real game changer. We spoke before the event and then she reiterated it at the event at, at Epic. Um, that if, if you can't communicate to people so they understand your passion and why you're doing what you're doing, it'll never work, you know? Um, and that was for me, the takeaway for me was just Tamsin's ability to, to, to show that to the group. Like, I think that helped a lot of people in that room who were just trying to figure out what their story was and uh, very impressive. I, uh, and I'll speak to that as you go to the next one, but I, I was fortunate I had to, I had to pick uh, Tamsin up from the airport. So I knew I was gonna get, you know, 30 minutes of uninterrupted like Tamsin time Tamsin time right and and like so it was like I went to university for th- I got more than 30 minutes than I did four years of university you know and but it was, sure. it was it was for me it was just like I was so fortunate uh, to learn we'll go on now moving on to Kate O'Neill the happiest smiliest person I've ever met in my entire life 
Uh, I love Kate O'Neill. She just brings up my spirits every time I speak to her. Um, I'll let you go first this time. What did you What did you take from Kate? Oh, you talk, yeah. Yeah. Kate, sorry. Kate has Al. has just a, a palpable energy and likability about her. I mean, she's someone that you meet and within 15 seconds, you're like, I would like to spend more time with this person. Um, and, and as as smiley as she is, I mean, her content is so on point and her delivery is great. So um, I have not had a chance to dive into her book yet, but I can't wait to do it. Uh, I'm fascinated by everything that she covers in, in bridging the gap between you know, the, the human side and the digital side and, and how important that is moving forward. You know, Kate's one of those ones that I had met a few times before. You know, she's one of the most active people in the Speak and Spill group. Uh, she's always incredibly high energy and very positive and complimentary, but this was my first time getting to see her speak uh, and it was a, a real treat. I'm not even remotely surprised why she's on some of the biggest stages working the biggest events. Uh, and I, yeah, I took took a lot of notes from her. She, she, uh... Her husband, Robbie, was with her. Um, yes. Her partner, Robbie. And uh, what I loved was Robbie says, and you were sitting in the back of the room while she was speaking, and Robbie said, Stu, you can't imagine our conversations over dinner. I just, I just am in awe every time she talks because she's so smart, and she has such a good grasp of her content and what she's talking about and a great way of kind of dumbing it down so we understand what like the average person understands the ramifications of what we're doing with technology and trying to keep humanity in it. I was, I was blown away. I had moments of, I had moments of fear and I had, because of what she, how much she knows and what's changing in the world. And I got moments of inspiration because I think that we can really control what happens in the, in the world around us. And she for really sure. gave that to me. So I think for all of us in business, it was great to hear her take on how we can, we can change the conversation and technology if we choose to and keep it human. And, you know, speaking of like personally with, with Kate, and we all know Kate personally, is like, it's one thing to be the, one of the smartest people in the room. It's another thing to be that person that makes everyone else feel as though they matter as well. You know what I mean? And, and Kate can walk in any room and talk about things that are all like Robbie says, right? Like, it's just like, what? You know, but she has a real way of connecting with the people that she's talking to. And I mean, I, I think that she's, you know, like you said, polished, phenomenal speaker. Um, two things that she said that really resonated with me. I mean, the whole talk did, but purpose is the shape meaning takes in business. And I really, really enjoyed that. I, I really thought like, you know, purpose is the shape meaning takes in business was such a profound statement. I mean, we could do a whole, you know, a whole episode on that. And, and another one was uh, the next three years is going to be more vital than the last 50 when it comes to technology. And I mean, it, it just, it makes me think like you're like speaking to your point and to your point, Alan, it's like, you know, you're right. Like we have some big decisions. Our society has some big decisions to make in technology and our decisions, like what we are going to be doing as, is entrepreneurs. Going, as entrepreneurs is going to be predicated on the ability to do these things, yeah. you know? And so I really, uh, I really found her. I mean, not only she's a great speaker, but even better, better person <laughs> as everybody there was. <laughs> I thought I would also uh, share, I forgot to do this, the average rating that our guests gave each of the speakers on on if they consider their 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 information valuable and worthwhile and uh all three speakers in the first day received five stars out of five stars all on every single solitary review nobody gave them less than a five star review that's so, that's so pretty, cool that's pretty awesome um and then we went out that night we had some drinks we had some sushi we had some great conversation uh and then we came back the next day and got to hang out with the wizard of words mr ron tight like I don't know about you, Alan, but I just sat back in awe. Like in awe 
Did you, Nick, did you feel like, what did you feel? How did you feel? Well, I mean, like, again, I mean, like phenomenal person as an interview. We all know Ron, like, you know, we all know Ron and he's, he's so engaging to talk to and he's such a great person, Personable. but like his speech, and I think he said it today when we were having lunch, it was just like, and I don't want to take it. So you're going to say, no, it, take right? it. but like his speech is like, you know, there could be a room of a thousand people and you honestly feel like he's just talking to you. You know, it, it's just so, he's so polished that it just looks so like, I'm just going to go as I go here and go where the audience takes this. And, and he was just so great. I mean, I will go out on a limb and say, you know, one of, uh, top you know, 12 speakers at, one at the, Epic. Yeah. One of the top 12 speakers at Epic. One of the greatest, you know, one of the greatest presenters I've seen and a guy who just knows his content. Like he's an expert in his field, like all the presenters were, but he knows what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. When it was like, I'm going to talk about think, do say, that's it. This is what we're talking about. And here's how this next two hours is going to go. And he was just like a ball of amazing energy and, and, yeah. and goodness. I loved it. And I loved how he worked in what was happening at the event. Like just before he spoke, I did an activity with the group about a million things you want. And he weaved that million things all through his presentation. I thought that is, that is pro that's pro expert. Like as if that was, and he said, Stu, I might use that again. I love that million things idea. That was great. And so, you know, what was your take on him, Alan? Well, that was the first time I got to see Ron do his full thing. And like you guys said, was blown away. I mean, he's, he's on the Mount Rushmore of speakers that I've ever had an opportunity to see and for a variety of reasons. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about all of the time that I believe is good advice for all of us these days is, is to not play the comparison game. Because if, if you compare your life to others or you compare what you have to what others have, uh, eventually you're going to find someone that's doing better than you. I mean, it's inevitable. Yes. Um, yeah. So with that said, you know, I make sure that I don't compare myself to a Ron Tite, but I look at him with such admiration and respect and say, this guy has set the bar of the level of mastery of his craft that I hope that I work to achieve one day and that that he, he proves that just a normal person, you know, that, that wasn't given anything or doesn't have fame or anything like that can can build himself to that level. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. I'm in awe of him. Uh, one of the things I find remarkable, now we all know his background is in comedy and stand-up and improv, so uh, there's, there's no surprise that he blends humor into his stuff so masterfully that it draws the audience in. You just feel good listening to him speak, um, but he's not up there being a slapstick. I mean, he the stuff he shares is so legit and the nuggets that he drops so, so perfectly. I mean, it's, yeah, he's, he's remarkable. And, and for me, he's kind of set that standard of the level of mastery that I, I hope to earn and achieve one day. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool. Uh, I went up to him after and asked, and you know, you guys were there and, and you saw how many different times that he uses humor and how many different times he does something that appears to be improv at the moment. But he told me in, in confidence that, you know, a good portion of that is not improv, that, that he works hard in his craft, that he knows strategically when he's going to do these things. But the, the, the talent comes from being able to make it look like it was improv, it's the delivery. you know, almost as if like you, you trip on a chord during your talk and everyone thinks you really tripped, but you've planned that in advance. And, and to me, that is just the best compliment I can give him yeah. is it was flawless from start to finish. And he is a master at his craft, and it's um, kind of like the. You know, uh, I, I'm very excited for all the success he has, very well deserved. But he has set that bar for me that I'd like to to continue to work to master. He's like a he's like a Kobe, of uh, it's, a, of, it's exactly of what he is. Oh, I like to say a Kawhi. He's like a Kawhi because we we love the Raptors. 
He, um, he is the Kawhi Leonard of, of professional speaking. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to keep going on. Uh, let's do. Oh, do you want, we'll, right. do, we'll do two more. All right. Um, then we went to. Oh my gosh. You go first. What a joy. Yeah. Amanda Height. What a joy. And Amanda was there uh, for for a full two plus days of the event, and uh, just I didn't know. Amanda came to the event. Um, I didn't know much about Amanda's background, uh, but Scott said you need to have Amanda there. She's a special person. And I had a chance to really spend some time with Amanda, Denise, and Kate uh, on the night of the dinner that we had. And we sat in the corner of the room towards the end of the night, and we talked for about a half an hour. And I will tell you, Alan, I got schooled in a lot of things. Um, Amanda has a heart the size of Texas. Like, it is just, she's an amazing human being. And I loved her program. I loved how she brought um, the importance of of human kindness to social media, the importance of at the end of the day, it's what people do with this technology, this, with this social media. It's what they do with it that matters. And, and without human beings, you can have all the AI you want, but human beings drive. They drive. They drive um, projects. They drive passion. They drive movements. It's always humans at the end of the day. And she really showed that to all of us. I think that's an important. When we're all trying to figure out how to use this, this thick mud of social media. I, I loved it. It was great. What do you think, Alan? Oh, yeah. I, I agree with everything that you just said. And and similar to what you guys said with Kate, I very much felt that with Amanda, that she's so intelligent and, and, and intellectually above me, but she does a masterful job uh, of making things uh, simple and understandable and digestible that, that I know if she wanted to, she could talk circles around me but she doesn't she finds no. ways to really connect and make sure that her stuff hits home and yeah her her kind of main premise of the entire world is going in this direction with technology and ai and digitization and automation that means when we do personal things they become even more important yeah. and more valuable and yeah. that things like a handwritten note are you know more valuable today than they were 30 years ago because everyone was doing it 30 years ago and no one's doing it today so uh, yeah she she packed a very powerful punch uh, and i was so pleasantly surprised because outside of of dr james rouse uh, i knew less about amanda uh, than anyone else because she admittedly says she's not super active in posting in our Facebook group, although she's very active in reading. Um, so I didn't know much about her and, and what a pleasant surprise. She was, she was awesome. You know, and, and uh, yeah, and I, I 100% agree. And, and speaking to that, you know, be, being people driven, I thought was what I really took from it because you look at someone who, you know, make, makes her living and, and spends her life on in social media and, and technology and, and her being, you know, um, Putting yourself in the community and the great stories that she told about the you know the restaurant and things of that nature i just thought oh, the that, applebee's yeah story? the applebee's it just gave a real human element to things right and like you said alan it's like you know it's all this technology and things like that but that that human connection and and i mean again i mean she she is so smart and so yeah. you know and so such an expert in her field and the way that she was able to bring it all back you know and it ties into you know and essentially her her ending was phenomenal but um it, it just ties into you know be human you know, be human online, be just human. Genuine. Like, yeah, just be genuinely She's you. So, so genuine. I took right? so much from her. I felt that she was just really real. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say, and, and I won't put you guys on the spot. You don't have to answer it. Honestly, uh, I don't know if you guys did such a masterful job in collecting speakers that would have just the appropriate amount of overlap in content, but distinctly enough different 
that that there wasn't a lot repeated. So there was new stuff all of the time, yet the most important threads were overlapped. And the way that each speaker kind of was able to piggyback uh, on people that did things before them and tie everything together. You know, there wasn't an ounce of this thing that was disjointed, that was just kind of like, all right, let's just grab 12 people, let them talk about whatever they want, and let's just hope it ends up well. I mean, I, I don't know if you walked into that backwards by accident or if you guys knew the, that the order that you put folks in and the topics that they covered and the way that they covered them. I mean, this, it was almost as if it was three days of one long speech just shared by different people with different styles. I've never been a part of an event that was that, had that much continuity and, and was, wasn't disjointed. Usually it's, you know, all right, Nick's going to get up and talk about this and then we're going to make a 180 degree turn and Stu's going to talk about this. Yeah. And then for some reason, this guy, Alan's going to talk about something that has nothing to do with either one of these things. And we're going to call this a conference. Uh, you, you guys were remarkable. And that's why I think we're, we're seeing the transition of one speaker handing the baton to the next speaker and they just keep going with it. Well, I know. And that's a really great observation. And I can honestly say that, um, because I, I think it's like that because I had 100% nothing to do with it. It was all Stu. <laughs> and, and, and I think it comes to the point where you know, you and Kara really, I mean, you could talk. To well, I, about, I like, just, to be, to, to be totally transparent, I had an idea what I wanted. I knew what the speaker was talking about, but I, I could not have, I could not have hoped for it to turn out better. Like I, I was going in still like, you know, with one eye covered, you know, kind of knew where I wanted to go with it, but I didn't know if it would really work out and it worked out. And I think that speaks mostly to, to the professional level of the, of the faculty that we had, like the professionalism that you were able to, and, I, and everyone else was able to, uh, just l listen and it was good that everyone was there for you know for a good you know as much as they could be because then you could really draw in those emotions and those stories and those moments that happened um, and that was that was amazing um, the last speaker we had on day two of four we ended off with uh, the myth the legend Scott Stratton uh, author of the un unmarketing series of books with his amazing phenomenal partner Allison um, and you know Scott is Scott is Scott. He's Scott Stratton. I don't know what to say. He's like, he's like, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of an analogy here. He's like Bono, you know, he's just like, he's just like a legend. He's Mick Jagger. He's a legend. And Throw something out here, either one of you, because I don't know. I'm just, I don't know how to, to frame Alan. I mean, sorry, I don't know how to frame Alan. To frame Scott to those who don't, to know, don't know him. Well, he like, 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 like he's, you know. Yeah, you're right. I got all the words in the world too. Yeah. <laughs> but he, you, he was a generally good guy. And that's one thing too. Everybody all the speakers I took from it was everybody was such an expert in their field and such and he, and Scott is is no exception when it comes to it. He, he's so personable, right? And you know, and I'll, I'll just jump right into it. Like what I took from Scott is two things. One, his stagecraft is second to none. And and like I, I felt like he was uh, like I could have been having this conversation with him on his kitchen table having a coffee or a drink. You know, and I felt like he was just so like let me just talk a little stuff to you. You know, and, and he like when he was riffing his well, words. The first forty five minutes yeah, of he his just speech kind of went through it. He didn't even he forgot he had slides. Yeah, but I mean the whole the whole thing. I mean at the end of the day, what I really resonated with and it resonated with a lot. Not yet. But yeah, is resonated. You're the brand, and when he spoke like that, he's like as a practitioner, you're the brand. Yes, you're you know as the speaker in that. But even when it's not you that it's up front, when it's your company, you're still the brand. And it, you know, it's Alan Stein's company. It's, 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 it's Sue Saunders company. It's Nick Foley's company, even though that it might not be our name there, we're the ones presenting. Yep. That's one thing about the brand. But even if it's not your name, you're still the brand. Like, you know, raise your game, your name's on the bottom, you know, but you're still the brand of that book. 
the reality yeah. of it is that like it's and that book is doing really well because a it's really well written and and i mean you're a fantastic author and from what i've read so far but the reality of it is is it's predicated on your experiences you know and and so you know him letting us know like you know kind of framing it all together is just like when you get off this stage or when you're outside of your business you're the brand and you've got to be aware of that and i thought i really resonated with that what do you think alan well, first of all, I, I can I have another fifteen, even twenty minutes if if needed. Um, I I got to run to pick up my kids from school, but I think one of the best ways to teach them self reliance is if I'm not there, and they'll, just, <laughs> they'll they'll figure it out because uh, we're on such a roll. So uh, yeah, if, you know well, I got another fifteen minutes because okay, okay. I want to keep, keep this going. going. Um, clearly, you guys are the reason that Epic happened. But one of the cool underpinnings of this is that Scott's the one that started the Speak and Spill. Uh, Facebook group years ago that kind of birthed an environment that allows things like this to come from it and how many awesome things have sprouted out of an environment that he created by putting everyone together uh, and I believe that's that's remarkable yeah. you know he's as you said he is he is Bono he is a legend um, and he lives up to it every single time uh, one of the things because I've been watching and listening to his content for years one of the things that I was so impressed with is kind of a, a growth and a maturity from a warmth standpoint. And he mm. said something to the effect that, that I, I, I was blown away by that he's changed enough as a man because he realized he used to be kind of a bully when he was picking on groups that didn't do things the right way on social media. And then he, he came to the epiphany that bullies are groups that he despises. And there he was kind of emulating Becoming. behavior that he didn't like in others. And he, he started to pivot and change that and, yeah. and soften his approach. And one of the things that's so cool about him is the the dichotomy of he's got this rough exterior. He he looks like he's in a a metal band, you know, uh, with all black and the long beard, and yet he has a, a tenderness and a softness, and he genuinely cares about other people. He cares about us in the group. He cares about those that he presents yeah. to, you know. And and of course, we've been fortunate enough to see some offstage stuff. I mean, he is the, the, the consummate husband and father and family man. And despite yeah. being in demand to the point where he has to be flown in by helicopter, he <laughs> carves out so much time to be present with his family. You know, that's one of the things that, again, as I said, I don't play a comparison game. But as I try to grow myself as a speaker, uh, I'm always keeping that uh, that nugget up that I need to keep life in perspective to the degree that Scott Stratton has. So he's he's had a profound impact on me. Uh, on and off stage but yeah uh, just just seeing him do his thing man it was it was pretty cool yeah. i often joke i say when i grow up i want to be like scott stratton um and i'm older than scott so that's <laughs> going to be hard to do but he's uh, he's a genuine human being and a, and a good and become a become a good friend of of all of us as you said and he seems to care about all of us very much and uh he's got a big family of 400 plus people that he uh he seems to really care about i mean one thing i took not only from his speech uh, and his time with us, because he spent about an hour and 45 minutes with the group, um, was as we I walked him out of the building, because he had to jump on a plane and then fly to Las Vegas. Um, but he said, Stu, um, you've created something special here. This is, this, is, this is unique. This is really cool. And I thought, like, for Scott to say that, yeah. like, you know, you said it too, Alan, and I value, but, like, Scott sees everything. You know, he's been to the biggest stages in the world. Oh yeah, um, you know, and he commands a, a very respectably earned fee, and you know, to, for him to say that, that was that was for me that was like one of the highlights for him to say, "Stu, you created something very special here." Yeah, for sure, which was cool. 
All right, so I would agree that the first episode, the first part of that episode, um, was uh, was was epic. Yeah, I mean, Alan uh, did a great job at you know helping us dissect what we learned from all the speakers and the um, the, the time there. And I think he really did a great job of framing what it meant. And I was, it was interesting because you know you running the event, me being there as a um, you know someone that was helping out and as a as one of the you know delegates going to the event and taking it all in. It was nice to get um, it was nice to get the the you know, the, the interpretation of what the event was like from a person who took it all in, but also was a presenter in it. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I think he, I think he uh, summarized it uh, as only Alan Stein can. So we're 100%. grateful to have him. Agreed. And uh, in fact, it was so good. We're having him back next week. Absolutely. For uh, part two. Part two of the epic review with Alan Stein. With Alan Stein. Till then, keep being authentic. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and rate and like the show. Do everything you need to do. Like, yeah. find us on like where podcasts are, and just like do all the stuff. I you think need we're to. available like on every major yeah. thing now. Yeah. Would you not? Was that true? That's true, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, find us, the authentic entrepreneurs, and don't be stupid about it. All right, we're out. <laughs> See you next week for part two of the epic review with Alan Stein, Nick Foley, and myself. The Authentic Entrepreneurs. No, I'm Stu Saunders. Bye. <laughs> this is what I got to say.